0: We spend a third of our lives at work. That's 13,260 days. Don't waste a single one of them. Find a job where different is celebrated, where your time is valued, where people come before profit, where your voice is heard, where you can be you. Diversifying.io, the social change job board. IO
1: presents You Can't Say Anything Anymore, the podcast where we bring you the latest diversity news and in-depth meaningful conversations about how we can make the future better for all. Hi everyone, welcome to this month's podcast. This month is a very special month because it's Women's History Month and I am joined by a fantastic guest that we have today. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Shana, and I am the founder of Lila, and Lila is an online workplace diversity platform which is disrupting the DNI industry. That's
1: great. Well, we're really lucky to have you on here today, and um, I think um, a lot of things what you're going to be saying, and you know, stuff that we talked about before, uh, is going to be really, really interesting to a lot of our um, view- uh, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> interesting to a lot of our listeners out here. Um, so yeah, how, how how do you, let's start off a bit about um, sort of entrepreneurship and also um, navigating space as as a female, you know, how, how do you describe yourself as a female entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, so this is a, a really good question. I, I kind of say that I'm an innovator, if that, um, if that makes sense. I've worked, I guess, for the last few years in innovation where I've been building brands for um a big business and this was kind of from idea to launch and like it's really been good to understand how a company works and within that how to disrupt markets and this is where I've kind of been learning to apply my knowledge to DEI so I'd say like innovative would probably be a way of like describing myself and I guess with being an entrepreneur as well like there's so many hats that you have to wear as an entrepreneur and a kind of like a one man um one man last woman woman band and um I guess like one minute you're an accountant then you're a CTO or like a marketeer social media um so you kind of have to have that kind of eclectic mix of skills um and yeah as an entrepreneur it's, it's great as well it's like you're you're the project manager you're steering your own ship which is really fun and then I guess um, the final kind of thing I'd say that I describe myself as, as a creative like I have a lot of experience in marketing and creativity is kind of where my my interests lie I've always like been that person like the right side of the brain <laughs> for sure like always using that I love from a young age like drawing painting and I've always really under loved psychology as well and kind of unpicking for example, marketing campaigns, I find really, really interesting to see kind of the psychology behind the, the great ones, the ones that stand out and why they go viral and all that kind of thing. And especially, I guess, within that is is the purpose-led side. I really find myself attracted to um, brands that are kind of living with for that bigger purpose and they're engaging in really human ways. So, like, my, some of my favorites and, like, I guess one of the most famous in terms of that is um, Ben & Jerry's. And Ben and & Jerry's are like, obviously, great ice cream, <laughs> but they always talk about how they're like a taste um, for social change as well and justice, which is I absolutely love. And I just find they've really engraved themselves with not only being a great brand, but being purpose-led and wanting to change the world. And so as an entrepreneur, I absolutely love that. I love kind of looking to those inspirational figures as I kind of go through my journey.
1: That's really great. I love how you use the example of Ben & Jerry's. <laughs> I think that's a really relatable one that a lot of people know about, but also it's really important, as I said, to highlight their impact in, you know, um, eco-friendly products and kind of bringing awareness to that. I remember I think they even had a campaign about um, supporting marriage equality uh, back in the U.S. as well. So that's really, really cool. Um, So if we just take a bit of a step back into thinking about when you decided that you wanted to become an entrepreneur, um, you know, Tell, tell me about that. Was there a specific moment? Have you, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or, um, you know, what, what kind of led you to where you are at the moment?
0: Yeah, so I guess the entrepreneurial journey kind of started quite a long time ago. So I've um, grown up in a family of entrepreneurs. So um, my family, uh, both my mum my and dad are both um, kind of business owners and they started kind of a side hustle, I guess, with both of them running a business um, and starting up a tea business and so I kind of remember a long time ago when my dad sold his first box of tea on eBay <laughs> and so they yeah they're very lucky that they got to retire early and it kind of was ingrained in myself and my brother so my brother now um, he's been running a business for the past couple of years and also myself like just trying things out and what I see as well like I think one of the reasons why I love entrepreneurship is that it's like that something bigger than a nine to five and I've always kind of seen and thought about kind of like when you're in a bigger company you're a cog in the wheel and I've always seen myself as actually wanting to make bigger change beyond just that business and um, with kind of bigger kind of missions and values of making the world a better place and so entrepreneurship is kind of the right way and the right path to go down as a result. So it's been great to see how other people have been doing it in my family, um, which has been kind of great inspiration, but then also using that kind of bigger vision and mission um, to drive myself every day in kind of the ups and downs <laughs> or, and reality of being an entrepreneur.
1: That's really interesting that you say that it came from watching your your parents. Um, I mean, I'm really curious, what, what kind of tea did they sell? <laughs>
0: Yeah well I think it all started with um do you know Lipton tea they actually stopped like they're really nice tea and they stopped being sold in the UK and I think there was a real appetite for it so it all started with that and I think my dad wanted to like share this (laughs) Lipton tea with um, the UK because it stopped being sold there and then it kind of transcended and now um they kind of have their own teas and all this kind of stuff um and it's just been really interesting to see how they did it as well such a long time ago as well and I guess now as well we're kind of in that side hustle culture where kind of a lot of people are starting up businesses aren't they and especially because of lockdown a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands as well there there's a lot more time and people are starting to pursue their passions a lot more so it's been nice to have that growing up and it's been great to see how it can work and how it cannot work as well because inevitably there is time where you can fail but it's about how you get up and I think um I had a business a couple of years ago and there were so many things I've learned from that how it failed and so many things how it did really well and it's all of that kind of combination together has really kind of played and um wanted me to kind of lead to this path where I am now and I think one of the big things is that that kind of drives me every day is that bigger vision vision and mission. Um, because I know that entrepreneurship is that yeah, it's that way that I can make it happen for sure.
1: Do you mind sharing a talk more about um your business that failed at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um so I started up a business which is a street food business. And so it's very much food and drink industry. And what drove me to do it was that I visited um New Orleans in America. So I went travelling um I went did summer camp in America a couple of years back. And I I visited New Orleans. And what it is, it's like this melting pot of culture. It's one of the most inclusive places you'll ever visit. It's so welcoming, warm. And the food as a result, because of all these melting pot of cultures, uh, creates incredible food. Because it's a mix of like um, French, Spanish, um, Vietnamese, all this kind of incredible mix. So it's all kind of reflected in in the food. And it's just nothing that you'd ever kind of, um tasted before and so when i visited i was like why don't we have this in london like london is great for um lots of kind of different cuisines and i i started having a look and doing a bit of research and i was like this needs to be reflected here like we need to bring this to life and also we need to bring this kind of inclusive culture like we really need this here in whether it's an event or it's in a restaurant kind of space or Um, like street food where you can bring it to life with music and all of that so in some kind of experience form so I really kind of connected with with New Orleans and I really wanted to bring it back so I tested it and what I found is that I burnt out very quickly because I was running a job uh, running a job I was in a full-time job but I was commuting two hours each way so that was a four-hour day of commuting as well as as soon as I got home working on this business as well as doing your all the full-time job kind of um components that you have as part of that and yeah I, I burn out quickly and I learned so much as a result of that is the importance of kind of self-care is just has to stay at the top because if you want to um be a top entrepreneur and run a side hustle and do all these amazing things you have to make sure that you're you've come first and so learning that was a really important kind of um, learning that I take now every day and I implement every single day. It's I, one of the biggest things that I do is making sure that I have a really clear kind of morning routine and like things like getting your 10,000 steps every day, like making sure that's like a priority because I know that it's so important for my mental health. And um, so, yeah, I think I learned a lot with kind of failing. I think the failing was more that it was, um, I realized quickly that as it evolved, it evolved into something that I didn't necessarily want to do. So I wasn't, I'm not a chef and I needed to be a chef to do that, to do what I was doing. Whereas what I saw was I actually am the kind of person that is the project manager. I want to be doing the marketing, the sales, the finance, everything. I want to be bringing things to life and be running the partnerships. I don't want to be kind of in the kitchen um, for 14 hours a day you know kind of slinging food and I, I don't necessarily want to do that so it made me realize what what I want to do and what I don't want to do but it also really made me realize the values that mean are very personal to me and diversity and inclusion really fit in within that because in New Orleans they're such an, it's such an inclusive and welcoming culture it's so great to see how and to kind of unpick how they create that and how can that then be kind of um brought across into kind of the workplace and um, in kind of specific groups and experiences it's been so so interesting so it's something that I've taken with me is um, that kind of helping people feel feel like they belong and everyone is welcome.
1: I learned a lot just from them (laughs) from what you just said about their experiences Um, you know it's almost as if from what you were saying about how you know, the way that we manage to put effort into our jobs and our businesses and our side hustle, we need to be putting that effort into mental health as well and taking care of ourselves. We need to be approaching it, you know, in the same efficiency and importance as the way that we approach, you know, organising our lives and our jobs. Um, and I, th- I think that was a really interesting point. Uh, I was just, something else you touched on as well was about um, values. And you said about how diversity and inclusion is really important to you. And this is why New Orleans culture really appealed to you. Um, I mean, do you mind sharing a bit about you know where where that might have come from, or, or, or you know how, how that inspires you? Our recruiters do things a little different. So, forget what you know
0: about recruiters.
1: You're not just a statistic to us. We're not commission based, and we don't have quotas to reach. We are here to support your job search with an expert eye. empathetic here diversifying group moving inclusion forward
0: yeah I think the uh, the values of inclusion and diversity has definitely been something kind of from a, a young age for sure I think even from university I started i was doing some djing for example um, and i was just kind of intrigued in the music industry in general and i found when i would turn up to gigs that the bouncers would look like look me up and down and kind of be like are you sure you're supposed to be djing here and it'd be like yeah like i'm running this night and it would be like you can't do this kind of thing and i think facing those barriers and kind of witnessing them firsthand has like led me on and driven me to make sure that no one else I never want anyone to feel like that. So I really have this kind of value of empowering others and supporting and helping as much as I can, because I think it's so important to share those stories to make sure that people don't necessarily go into things naively and ensure that they um, confidently go into conversations and experiences um, knowing kind of what can happen and what obstacles you are going to face inevitably whether it might be um because of gender or race ethnicity or whatever it is um so it's really important to do that so I guess that's been something that's really important to me as a result of kind of my background and experiences and also um not knowing where I wanted to go like with my career and kind of journey has been something which has mean that I've always kind of tried really hard on trying things out and um kind of pursuing and seeing what works and what doesn't work so I think that's really important as an entrepreneur is to try fail get back up again try fail get back back up again um I found like I I did a law degree at university for example and I quickly kind of realized that it wasn't something that I I, I really enjoyed it but I would say that it wasn't something I could see myself doing for 20 years so, you know 40 years we end up doing these careers and that's where it kind of tied in with creativity. So I, I saw that I was definitely a creative, and I wanted to work in potentially a creative industry. And I I remember I spoke I was I worked at Fox for a very short time, and I spoke to a lawyer and I, I had a conversation with them. And I said I said to them like, so do you do you really enjoy this? Like talk to me about like um, kind of media law because I was like kind of exploring this this career, and they they said to me. To be honest, I want to be on the other side. I want to be in the creative side. I want to be in the marketing. And that just kind of really clicked for me that I want to go in and pursue that and really bring my kind of creative skills to kind of every industry and every career and business that I do. And I think that's why I love wearing all the hats, because I love getting involved with all the creative side. Um, So I don't know if that answered your question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess those values definitely have kind of shaped the why
1: I am yeah I think that answered the question um you know I loved how you dived into more about you I didn't you know I didn't even know that you'd become a bit uh, tried out to be a lawyer and explored these different areas as well I guess um it's all part of deciding where you're going to go and what's for you and it's a good thing that you decided early on that this wasn't for you um you mentioned as well about some of the barriers that you faced as well you know to do with gender or race as well um do you think there are any other barriers that might be affecting other female um you know female women of color uh, entrepreneurs as well
0: yeah so there are there are some barriers for sure i think that it really depends on kind of the kind of space you're in like for example in a workplace setting there might be more invisible barriers whether that's like career progression um whereas in entrepreneurship there's definitely Um, specific gaps are like there's investment for example like such a small percentage of women actually get investment when even though we know that a a diverse team actually means that you're so much more innovative um there's a real lack of that kind of investment um and support of women so um there are definitely kind of this mix of invisible and visible barriers but i think one of the barriers in a way is actually sometimes self-confidence and um it's definitely something that is you battle every single day because like for example in kind of working environments I've experienced kind of microaggressions and to the point where it would become a week on a weekly basis and this was really difficult because I didn't know kind of how to navigate them I didn't know how to react I didn't know what support there was and it was really difficult to not let it get to me Like each time it kind of knocked my confidence every time and I was like I'm not feeling valued I don't feel like I belong and it was it was one of those things that I was like I wish I had support and it's it's one of the reason really that kind of led me to kind of f- founding uh, Lila as well because what we do is provide that support um, to those who kind of need it the most because I think it's so important to kind of provide that if and when they someone needs it as opposed to um, kind of just like one-off, kind of uh, once a quarter, um, kind of support. I think it's really brought for that ongoing. And also, I would say, like for like a woman and a person of color, there are barriers as well of like um, burdens of like so, I, like diversity fatigue, essentially. So, for example, I was a chair, like a co-chair of a of an internal network, um, which was all for kind of supporting and um, changing and shaping DEI and it was really difficult because you have your full-time job which you want to excel in you want to do really well in you then have this employee kind of resource group which is um you have to lead you have to make change internally it's up to you and it's like kind of double the work for half the pain so it, it's, it's exhausting and it's like that mentally kind of um fatigue that you have every single day so that's a kind of another barrier it's like I'm doing all this work and I've got all this burden kind of on me as well um which I found really difficult so yeah I guess like I would say there's 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 a lot but I think every day we are kind of seeing great change like we are starting to see um for example like in entrepreneurship like there are a lot more investment opportunities for women and women of color and and programs and schemes which really support that so um it's great to see that and um like I, I'm part of a few communities which help and kind of um, really provide you with not only things like mentorship, but um, business, general business kind of learnings um, and kind of connections, which is exactly the kind of thing that we want to see.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely can relate a lot to, to um, things about microaggressions and sort of diversity fatigue. And like, like you said, it's sort of you're you're facing internal battles about, you know, potentially things that you might be dealing with on an interpersonal mm. level and even if it's not personal it's you know it's, it's still tough to deal with and there's not necessarily a clear framework about how to navigate yeah. it what to say what to, how to deal with it, how to disarm it in the situation because every single situation is unique every single situation is different and then you know, like you know from what you were saying about the other side is that you were driven by this big mission and this mission was calling you but it was taking a lot from you to to think about to be always faced up with this reality about you know, maybe, you know, the diversity is not there yet. And it, yeah. it's, it's still got a long way to go from, you know, and like you said, it's improving all the time, but we we see so many gaps all the time, really.
0: Diversifying is a purpose-led career platform that is proud to promote opportunities for all. Check out our website for job opportunities at diversifying.io and don't forget to follow us on social media. So I have like this Big ambitious vision of help. I want to essentially help uh 1 million people uh, lead inclusively and live confidently in their own skin. And I know that that is not, I can't do that alone. Like, we're going to need help and we're going to have to really be, like, people are going to have to be proactive in themselves. Like, every single person, it's kind of up to every single person to make small steps, not necessarily up to, for example, HR and in, internal employee resource group in the workplace, like, to. Um, have that burden because it's such a but like, DI is up to everyone to make change and create an inclusive workplace and um, create a kind of place where everyone feels respected and valued like that's so important and it shouldn't necessarily be up to just one person or two people like, it should be up to everyone to kind of do that and foster um, that environment and also it's kind of taking into account everything that we need to do as a person, like in terms of kind of unconscious bias and watching our kind of language, inclusive language, et cetera. Um, and it's that's not something that can be um, kind of done just by one person, like everyone needs to kind of proactively take that step to to watch what they're saying and understand kind of um, the meanings behind what things mean. And just like in general, um, kind of think about our, what our conscious is kind of doing and uh, thinking. Um, so yeah, i can com- I completely agree with you,
1: yeah, it's very tough, isn't it? because we we're all on different paths. We don't all move in the same direction and move towards a common goal. But really, like you say, to achieve this utopia that is you know wonderful, fair, equitable world, we all need to be on the same goal, really. And we all need to be thinking you know in a similar way of how to achieve it and how to get it for every different type of person that's out there, and it, everyone has a role to play within that. And I think sometimes a lot of people don't know what their role is or where they sit in there, or you know, for various different reasons, you know, for race, ability, gender, mm-hmm. lots of reasons. So
0: yeah, I think as well, like it's this is why I love to kind of ingrain entrepreneurship philosophies with with DI because there it's all about kind of at the beginning very much fail fast um, and get back up, and I love that because. That's exactly what we should be doing with DEI. Like, we need to learn and we need to try. Because if we don't try, it's not going to happen, right? So I really like how, like, one thing I do like to talk about is, like, how we bring them together and actually applying some of the entrepreneurship, like, kind of frameworks really works. There's a quite quite a lot of kind of synchronicity um, with um, the frameworks in general. And it's kind of interesting as well is, like, okay, how do we um, make kind of good habits and positive habits. And one of the things about an entrepreneur is like, how do you um, kind of create habits that are um, not only, cause I guess a habit becomes um, subconscious kind of like, you do it every day and it's like brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. And like I read the book, um, Atomic Habits, which is great for that. And it's like, how do you ingrain it very much into your lifestyle? And I think um, one of the things that I talk about in my workshops is about, okay, like we spend like three hours at least a day, like at the moment on our phones or, you know, scrolling on social media. And it's like, okay, what? how can you vet that social media? Who can you follow to make your um, social media more inclusive in terms of um, opinion and race, ethnicity, um, gender, age, et cetera? Like, how can you start m- ingraining that into your everyday life a lot more? So it really works in terms of that kind of entrepreneurship DEI Blend in a way of um, applying that framework to DEI.
1: Uh, I think it's, you make a really good point about how those two interlink with um, entrepreneurship and also you know like managing a business and similarly man- managing society, managing communities, man- managing togetherness. um Yeah, I was going to ask actually as well is um you know on that line, do you think that being an entrepreneur has changed the way that you think personally, or it has? Um, ameliorated something some beliefs that you already had uh, at all
0: yeah definitely I think being naive is definitely something that I I was going into running a business for sure and like the first business I had quite a few experiences of like uh, not great experiences and kind of facing the glass ceiling and starting to realize that there are these barriers and obstacles and I guess like I had someone who um, I was looking for a co-founder and putting out kind of a co-founder application online and receiving a lot of um, great CVs and striking up some good chats. And I, there was a person that pretended to be um, the C- CTO of a very large uh, restaurant company and they'd faked their CV. Um, they had faked their, um it What's it called? That they faked their reference as well. And it was really, really interesting to see how far this person went to actually pretend that they were this person so they could be part of the business. And I luckily had a good support system and some friends who um, we did a bit of detective work and started to realise that this wasn't who they they were. And I also rang up the actual restaurant itself and, and said, look, this is going on. Um, do this does this person work there and they said no like (laughs) they basically confirmed and so um, I guess I'm pretty shocked by behaviors like that and also I had another experience with an investor who we were very close to kind of signing a contract uh, to work together and then they texted me inappropriately and it does really change the way you think you have to be a lot more aware and understanding of what can happen and how you navigate situations and what you really need to be honest is a good support system in that in this case and um like as we talk about like so much is that you're the average of the five people you spend your time with we need to make sure that you are with the right people and the right support and I think as an entrepreneur like surrounding yourself with um good entrepreneurship like kind of communities whether that is like a female founders network or um a network where you can ask questions and get that support that you need because I find that when you have your family and friends they don't necessarily understand kind of those obstacles that are going on and it's so it's really good to have those entrepreneurs that are like-minded and understand and maybe have had that experience before because I found I then spoke to some of my friends who were very much had similar experiences and they helped me kind of navigate the situation um and how to kind of bounce back from it most importantly is how to stay positive and um grow and learn from it. And also I guess like kind of the learning experience as well is like that drive that's kind of kept me through is because you are working hard. Like there's no denying like every day you're working really, really hard. But you know that bigger vision, like for me it's like helping one million people, that drives me every day. Like I will get up in the morning to do that and I will spend all that time because I know that vision bigger vision's there. So it's definitely changed the way that I I think about um, in the way that I want to help people and kind of give back. And I guess those big goals are like something that I, I love is like having a board, like a mood board with everything that I want to do. And it's like, I know that by being an entrepreneur, I can make that bigger change and make it happen essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you had those pretty awful experiences and the, the I mean the level of deception of some people <laughs> it's quite frightening and I I can imagine even just obviously when you hear about it it's totally different from experiencing experience that kind of unmasked human nature I mean I can imagine mm -hmm. it would be quite um not just a horrible experience but also maybe even a little um sort of dampening of of of, you know humans for for a while even Mm -hmm. and um, yeah I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about that experience and that people you know lots of entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs are, are facing the same things the same kind of trickery and the same uh, muddy waters um you mentioned a lot about these personal connections and about how support networks are so important to where to where you've gotten today i mean it's sort of um if, if you could just expand a bit more about what role um sort of personal relationships have, have played into your um getting here today or you know did you receive any other support from communities or other things like that
0: yeah definitely so there has been a fair amount of support in terms of entrepreneurship communities so I would say like anyone kind of starting out and looking to um, grow a business definitely to join as many as you can there are so many accelerator programs and launchpad programs where essentially you join you get given a whole host of workshops you get a mentor you get support and then you get a pitching opportunity sometimes at the end of it so I had a pitching opportunity a couple of years ago on I was part of the Centre for Entrepreneurs and um, I came second and won a bit of money like a grant which was great Um, so and you never know who you're going to meet within that I found that there were so many kind of people that I then connected with and who are still like really good friends today that help out with the business And also connect you with great people so definitely like um those surrounding yourself with that with those people is definitely really important because it helps like for example if you need a co-founder or you want to get in touch with someone that's um in a specific industry if you reach out to that network they're most likely gonna gonna know someone for sure so definitely utilizing that there's definitely like paid kind of memberships as well that are really great um uh, last year like I'm now part of three different ones because I love I really love the learning part of like how much you can learn from other people. And they have like for example like weekly um workshops that you can join. So you can start learning new skills and um forums to share and connect with people, like um little coffee dates you can have with people, um, and kind of accountability partners are really good. I think um that can really drive and keep you kind of accountable. But one of them like I guess essential in terms of kind of relationships is um, having a mentor, having mentors and having coaches, I would definitely say are key. So like a mentor, they do it typically for free and they are just there to support and give you advice in on a specific topic. So having numerous of them, just reach out to them on LinkedIn, build great relationships with them and just um, see if you can kind of um, get them on board and there they end up, um hopefully, ending up being a sponsor really and they start being like oh I've seen this I thought of you apply for this and they start really kind of getting on board as like a advisory board in a way for your business which is great and then kind of a coach is vital for anyone I think a coach is vital for anyone just in general in just general life having a life coach is so important in um you becoming your best self like you go through all of kind of the barriers and obstacles and Um, like for example like imposter syndrome and lack of self-confidence whatever it is that you want to overcome you work through that with them together they're your sounding board they're your cheerleader they're everything and I found them beyond helpful as they then get you really clear steps of how you can overcome it and accountable for making sure it happens and as a result you can you really kind of become your best self you become confident and um, you can kind of um, really kind of lean in and do everything you want to do as opposed to getting so overwhelmed with everything as we we do a lot of the time and just you end up doing nothing don't you like as a result when you have so much to do you're like I don't even know where I start but they really help you kind of keep you on that straight on that focus on what your goals are and making sure you achieve them yeah
1: I mean I think the the roles of mentors cannot be understated about even in just in any aspect of life I mean when we're younger, teachers are our mentors, parents are our mentors, older siblings are our mentors, you know, I think at any stage in life, getting that mentor and especially in your professional life, these these are the people that are going to drive you. I mean, um, one thing that just brings to my mind at all is about um, mentors with representation. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are about um, having mentors, you know, from different backgrounds and sort of, you know, do you think that that makes a difference at all?
0: 100% I think you should definitely try and reach out on LinkedIn like with a whole mix of people because like not necessarily in your industry is actually quite helpful I find so I have a mentor who in a completely different industry in finance very different to me like we're probably the opposite of each other but I really appreciate and love that way of thinking because I think it's so helpful to see how someone views like something I think it's really difficult as well like when you're an entrepreneur you never take a step back and see that that kind of context around your business and I think having that mentor to guide you and but I I think it's important as well like to note that everything your mentor says doesn't necessarily mean it's right I think it's based on their kind of experiences and the lens that they will view the world in so having multiple mentors really kind of provides you with that but knowing that your decision at the end of the day is what you're going to end up doing. But it's really helpful to have like kind of multiple opinions and guide and um, that thought kind of thoughts throughout as you go through that journey. Because I think as well, it's quite isolating. It's It's been isolating year in general, like anyway, like working from home and kind of been stuck at whether it's in your bedroom or uh, if you're lucky enough to have an office. Um, but yeah, it's that isolation that the mentors are those they're your friends they're the ones that can give you that rational advice so I think it's great to have your like your friends and family there for advice but what I see is that I don't know if you read the mum test but it's a really interesting book about how like your mum will always be like it's great it's the best idea in the world and um, so it's important to have those rational voices as well that uh, don't necessarily know you as well but they can give you that guidance that is more rational and um, sometimes it sometimes can be hard like to take that Um, kind of advice but it's really important to have that and grow that resilience um, and understand kind of the different opinions and yeah for for sure I'm completely on board with like um, complete representation um, from really all aspects really from age to experience to industry um, to race and ethnicity like really having a real mix is is so so important
1: yeah that's the word resilience that I think kind of comes a lot up a lot with a lot of things you've said about it's about you know when you talked about your earlier business ventures about building that resilience. You know when there are those pitfalls, and then picking yourself back up again, and then also soundboarding off other people to build up resilience. I, th- I think that's that's a really interesting theme that you've brought up there. Um, just before we finish, actually, because we're coming to the end of this episode, um, is there any advice that you'd give out to um, other people that would be wanting to start a business or maybe not really sure where to start? So you know anything that you can give us all on that one?
0: Yeah, this is, I could definitely write a book on this for sure. (laughs) I think like from my knowledge of burning out, definitely like there's so much to learn. And there's, I guess we talked about before about establishing kind of your routines and clear boundaries for sure. Like really ensuring that you have that as well as the support network, like make sure that you have those mentors and coaches in place. And if you don't have a mentor, reach out to them on Instagram. Like I found my recent mentor from Instagram, like just by messaging and striking up a conversation. So definitely building up that network. Um, I found really actually learning has been something that's really important to actually battling the self, like kind of imposter syndrome and feeling like you're ready is if you are, if you have a goal and like a focus, like say, for example, I'm really focused on this year, I really want to do a TEDx talk. So every day, like making sure that you're continuously learning. I watch a TED talk every morning, for example, because I it's something that I want to do, and I really want to understand how it works. So just making sure that you're really clear on your goals, and whether that is like it could be that you want to make money, you want to change the world, you want to you want to leave your full time job, you want to um, become a director in your big company in the company you work for. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything to do with entrepreneurship, but really understand okay, what is that? What are those goals? And then from that, what can be done right now? like what are those small things that you can do say once a week or every day and one thing that I really love doing is actually like okay what what have I achieved today? What have I what have I done today and how can I celebrate that? So whether it's like writing three things that you did today and it could literally be a really small thing like I um did a five minute ab workout or like I had a break like I actually relaxed tonight. But like sometimes it's actually just not doing anything and it's like I gave myself some time off like that is a really great thing or it's like I don't know one a new client whatever it is so always writing them down and you can look back and be like I've done all of this this week like and um so celebrating is really important because I think we're so kind of attuned to like you know like LinkedIn and Instagram you're all about celebrating the best the best things that are going on in your life putting a filter over everything and it's really important to actually be like I'm on this journey. I don't necessarily have anything tangible in terms of like an award or something to put on LinkedIn, but actually, I've done something today that I'm proud of. So ensuring that even when it isn't necessarily that tangible, writing it down, being proud of it, and you can use like things like journaling to do that. So just keep keeping those really important boundaries in. And also, um, one thing I want to talk about is with your goals and understanding what you want to do in like your life. Um, I would recommend doing an ikigai. Um, so this is like the, yeah, the, the power of like the three of understanding like what the world needs, what drives you and I think is what you're good at, I think are the three areas and then you find out your one for um, the way you want to live and combining what the world needs to what you're good at and you end up finding some things that you don't necessarily know about you and I did that last year in kind of lockdown 1.0 and it was actually it was life-changing like I've really found it so helpful that I look at all the time now because I think it really helps you guide your career and where you want to get to and every decision you can be like okay does that fit in with my bigger purpose yes or no and you can kind of um take those opportunities as a result so I'd say i that's probably my biggest kind of business advice. But other than that, I I could go on about it for hours and hours
1: and hours. I mean, that's fantastic. I think that I think that's just fantastic advice. And I just I love how passionate you are about the uh, taking care of yourself and seeing the journey as a journey, not seeing it as like you said, you know, oh, I've got this spam to put on LinkedIn. I've got this thing to say. It's it's about appreciating all the little steps along the way and and really, I guess, feeling more fulfilled in oneself about the the what people might see as smaller steps but really are all part of a larger picture so
0: yeah I really like that one 100% it's like it's the small wins I I've huge I think that's same with DEI as well we apply that um to DEI so there's small little things that we can make every single day going to make a more inclusive world in the kind of long term and I think it's um Scylla's house I think potentially um Quotes is saying like be revolutionary every single day, and it's all about that small those small steps that you can do, which make like the sum of them end up being a revolution.
1: I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. That's, that's absolutely it, isn't it? Sort of, it's every day. If we measured things like that, I think we'd have a very different perspective on on life and how much we've achieved mm-hmm. and how far we've come. Okay, so I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I, I really enjoyed our conversation think that you brought have a lot of really good points and um, it's just so clear that your your passion is just so evident and you know your, your drive for this and uh, i mean I, I was inspired sitting here listening to you i mean <laughs> knows what it's like <laughs> to see in
0: the
1: Thank fields. You. um yeah so uh, if people wanted to contact you or to, to know more about you where, where can they find you
0: yeah so i am on instagram on uh you can follow our business uh, at think lila l-i-l-a And then um, if anyone wants to connect and get, we can chat. I am Shana, S-H-A-N-A, Goodroll, um, G-U-J-R-A-L on LinkedIn. Um, But yeah, that's where you can find me.
1: Fantastic. I really appreciate taking your time today. And um, thank you for everyone who's listening. Uh, So if you
0: want to say any last words at all to our listeners? I would just say, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, It's been really great to chat to you. And yeah, it's it's been really fun.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be seeing you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say Anything Anymore, a podcast by diversifying.io. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website and sign up for our newsletter at diversifying.io, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time as we explore more diversity news.